Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Amen, amen. How is everybody doing this morning? All right, I got some people that are fired up. If you have a Bible, turn to John 6. John 6, and we've been in a series called Follow, and this is our last message in our series follow. And, uh, and so I just kind of want to catch you up a little bit. Maybe you've missed it or you haven't been here. You can always go online. You can listen to a podcast. And uh, we have people that listen from all over the world and all around the world uh, via podcast. And so uh, we're a lot bigger than just these four walls. And so we welcome our online family uh, to, to church. And we're so glad that they're taking time to listen uh, to this message. And we pray that it's changing their lives as I pray that it changes yours. Uh, But there's some highlights from this series that that I want you to see. I want you to know this, that everyone is invited to follow Jesus. Everyone is invited to follow Jesus. You don't have to believe first. You don't have to behave first to follow Jesus. I think there's a real common misconception. And and, and, and here's here's what everybody says. What religion will say is change and you can follow us. You could join us. But Jesus has always said, follow me and you will change. So you come as you are. You come jacked up. You come messed up. You come with your issues. And everyone is invited to follow Jesus. The second thing you need to know is that uh, being a sinner doesn't disqualify you. It's actually a prerequisite. Everybody that's a Christian was a sinner at some point in some time and still is a sinner. The truth is, is that, you know, you still mess up. You still make mistakes. You still fall short. You still, you still don't do what you know that you're supposed to do. So we sin, right? And, and so being a sinner does not disqualify you. It's actually a prerequisite. Everybody that Jesus called was messed up, was broken, had issues. So don't let that stop you from following Jesus. Following Jesus is an invitation to relationship, not an invitation to religion. It's an invitation to relationship. See, you've got to understand, friend, that if your approach to following Jesus is about anything but relationship, you're off track. Because Jesus is all about relationship. In fact, when he describes himself, he begins to talk about how he's, he's like a father and we're like ch- uh, children. He says that we're like sheep and he's the shepherd. He says he's the vine and we're the branch. Every one of those things are connected through relationship. Every one of those things are connected in some way, shape, or form. So you have to understand that if your approach to following Jesus is about do's and don'ts, and you better do this right, you better do that, you got to check all these boxes, and it's not about just a simple relationship, you are off track, my friend. Having questions and doubts doesn't disqualify you from following Jesus. In fact, Jesus had a disciple that walked with him. had seen all these miracles, seen amazing things happen, and, and uh, saw Jesus die on a cross. And when everybody was saying, hey, he's risen, he's, he's, he's been raised from the dead, he's here. Uh, th- this guy named Thomas, we call him Doubting Thomas, come on, he said, unless I see with my own eyes, and unless I put my hands in his side, then I won't believe. And Jesus shows up, and he didn't scold Thomas. He didn't say, shame on you. Come on. Haven't you seen me do enough? No, he didn't do that. He said, come. Go ahead, Thomas. Put your hands in my side. Go ahead. Come with your doubts. Come with your questions. Come how you are. It doesn't matter. Just come and follow 
Jesus. Crystal preached an amazing message last week. And it's, if, if Jesus didn't come to condemn you, but he came to show you grace and mercy and love. I think a lot of people get, uh, get the wrong idea that Jesus is all about condemnation. And the truth is, Jesus isn't about condemnation at all. In fact, he said, I did not come into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. I came to show grace, not condemnation. The last thing you really need to know to catch you up is this. God, Jesus hasn't called you to perfection. He's just called you to process. It's just taking one step and then another step. And then another step. If you're, if you're saying, well, one day I'm going to get it all together and I'm going to be perfect, you're going to be waiting a long time. Amen? John 6, 61 through 69. 61 through 69. It says this. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many, come on, somebody say many. Come on, say many. Like you mean it, say many. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. If you're taking notes today, which I hope you are, because we have a saying here that paper doesn't forget. You can title this message, Unfollowed, Unfollowed. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. So, Lord, right now, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. and Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I don't know about you, but I'm an extremely loyal person. I, I when, when we're friends, like, I have friends that I've known for, a, like, nearly my whole life. Uh, because when we become friends, we're just friends. That's just who I am. I don't, I'm not, you know, you get those people that are in your life, uh, one minute they're gone, they're stabbing you in the back the next minute. That's not me. I'm just a loyal person. I, I mean, I, I have people that I, I know that they could pick up the phone. I haven't talked to them in maybe a year or more, and they could pick up the phone today and call me and say, hey, I really need your help, and I would do everything that I could to try to, to show up and help them in some way. Come on, you know, you know uh, I think there's an old saying that says a, a friend will help you move. But a best friend will help you move a body, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but I'm extremely loyal. I'm just a loyal person, and, and I, I, like, I, I, I like people to be loyal. And the truth is, is that it, it kind of bleeds over into my social media. Because when I choose to accept you as a friend, or you friend request me, come on, and I say, yes, I'll accept you, we're friends. Okay, I, I, I'm not saying we're best friends. I'm not saying we're hanging out all the time. I'm not saying any of that, but we're friends. I, I'm pretty loyal. You know, I'll go through and I, I'll like your pictures. Come on. I'll like your pictures even when you're in your CrossFit days. And the number one rule about CrossFit is you always talk about 
CrossFit. I like your I, I, I like your uh, your status when you're in a new relationship, and it's all about the person that you're in a relationship with. Come on, they won't be there in a week, but I'll still be there. I'm still your friend. I like your break, breakup post. I like it. I, I like your post. That's just the way I am. I'm just a loyal person. But the truth is, is not everybody is as loyal as I am. Because Crystal and I have an app that tells me when people unfollow me. Yeah. You unfollow me, I know. I will find you. But here's the thing is that that I, I, when somebody unfollows me on social media, I'm kind of like, what did I do to you? I mean, here the truth is, is that I like your pictures that I didn't really like. I commented LOL on a picture or on your post that really I didn't even smile at. It wasn't even a smirk that came out of my, uh, out of my face. But the thing is, is that I wanted you to feel good about your post. And I do all of this for you. Like, we're friends. And you just go and unfriend me? You, just, you can just unfollow me like I'm nothing? Like, this is, these are the questions that go. Crystal takes it harder than I do. Now, one thing you got to know about Crystal is she will unfollow you in a minute. Her loyalty is not like mine. Like, we're friends forever. No, her, you annoy her and unfollowed. It's like, it's a done deal. But if somebody unfollows her, she always comes and she goes, they unfollowed me on, on Instagram. I don't understand. I'm a good follow. I'm somebody worth following. This is her process, and this is what she goes through. Why did they unfollow me? I liked your pictures. We've been through a lot together. You know, I've seen the birth of your kids. I, I've been through all of this, and now you just unfriend me and unfollow me like it's no big deal. The truth is, is it's really no big deal. Because social media, whether you follow me on social media, you unfollow me on social media, I don't care. But at some point in your life, in some point in this journey of following Jesus, you will be tempted to unfollow. There will be a temptation that comes along and you think, well, maybe I should just stop. Maybe I should just unfollow. Maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should just give up. Why am I doing this? You know, I, 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 I just don't understand why I keep going through this process. And, and so you're tempted to unfollow. All of us at some point in our life, maybe probably at multiple points in our life, will be tempted to unfollow. See, my job and my heart for, as a pastor is to never see anybody unfollow Jesus. Is to never see anybody stop coming to church. Is never. I, I, I want. I want people to continue to come and grow and and moving and, and following God. That's just. I just want to see people do that. But the truth is, is that I know because I've been in ministry long enough that I will see people unfollow Jesus. Because the thing is, is that salvation is a free gift. Salvation's free. Following Jesus, making a choice to follow Jesus will cost you something. It will cost you something eventually. It's just the way. I know that that's not a popular message, but the truth is, is that it will cost you something. But here's the thing, is that not following Jesus could cost you everything. It could cost you everything. So, 
There's three times in your life when I feel like you get asked this question. And Jesus, that Jesus asked the disciples, are you going to leave too? Are you going to unfollow? And there's not this, it's not really an active, it's this inner dialogue that's happening in your mind. And man, am I really going to keep doing this? Am I really going to keep moving forward? Am I really going to keep, and I think there's three times really in your life when this question gets asked louder than any other time. Number one is during a transition in your life. During a transition in your life. Maybe you got a new job, and all of a sudden, man, this job, you know, the schedule's crazy. I'm trying to learn a bunch of new stuff. It seems like I'm so busy, and and between uh, the new job and that transition and the kids playing soccer and the kids' uh, schoolwork and all of these things, you know what? Following Jesus doesn't really fit into my schedule. It's not something that I have time for anymore. I'm, I'm too busy to follow Jesus, and maybe you're... Going, maybe it's a transition, you're going from high school to college. And that's a real time in your life that you have to make a decision. Am I going to follow? The statistics are this 80% of people, or 80, 80% of high school students, when they move to college, will not attend church on a regular basis. Because what? They, they entered into a time in their life where a transition has happened. And they're, now they're no longer under their parents' roof, and their parents used to always make them go to church, and that was just the way it is. But, but now I'm on my own, and I can make my own decisions. And you know what? Uh, just following Jesus right now. See, here's the thing is most people, when they choose to unfollow, they don't choose to unfollow forever. They just want to do it for a season. Well, right now it just doesn't work with my schedule. I'm busy. I've got too much going on. I'm, I, I'm at college. I've got classes. I've got all of this going on. But Crystal said that uh, when she was in high school, she hung out with the uh, partying crowd and uh, before she knew Jesus and, and really loved Jesus like, like she does now. But, but, when, but they had this pact together, and they said this. Uh, we're going to party, and we're going to have fun in high school, but when we're in our 20s, we'll start following Jesus again. And I think everybody kind of does that. You know, it's like, oh, just for this season. It's just a season in my life. It's not working. Hey, Jesus, you're cool. I'm just going to throw you on the back burner for just a bit. And then, I'm gonna, and then I'll be back, and, I'm, man, I'm going to serve you, and it's going to be awesome. So times of transition in our life. Maybe you move to a new city. And before, you had friends, and all your friends went to church. It was just a, it's like an unwritten law in Texas that you were supposed to go to church on Sundays. That's just something that you're supposed to do. And, and, and so when I was in Texas, man, everything went good. But here's the thing is now that I'm, I moved to this new city, it seems like none of my coworkers go to church. None of my friends go to church. It just doesn't seem like it's a big deal at all. So in the middle of transition, We have to answer this question of, are you going to unfollow me too? See, most of the time, nobody unfollows Jesus because they stop believing. That happens, but it's extremely rare. Everybody's like, you know what? I still love Jesus. He's still me and him. He's, he's, we're, we're cool. I love him. But I just don't have time to follow him right now. It's inconvenient for me. It just doesn't work in my schedule. Come on. I feel isolated, so why am I going to follow him? It seems like nobody else is doing it, so I feel isolated, so I unfollow Jesus. It's hard. It's too hard. It doesn't work for me. 
So we make a decision to unfollow. Number two is they have a relationship status change. They unfollow because they have a relationship status. Come on, it's Facebook official. They, they went from single and desperate to coupled and love. I don't know what it is. But here's the thing is that they have this relationship status change. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen, even in this church. We've been going for about a year and a half, and, and I'll see people, they come in, and man, they're on fire for God. They love Jesus. They're following him. They're serving on a dream team. They're passionate about what God is doing, and then they have this relationship status change, and it becomes Facebook official, and shortly thereafter, I always see, a lot of times I see this, they unfollow. No longer do they have time for church. No longer do they have time to be a part, because here's the thing, is I would I love following Jesus. I love being a part of what God is doing. I love being a part of the church, but he doesn't, and he is so cute. Brian, you know what? Me and Jesus are cool, and I'm passionate about what what he is in my life, and I love being a part of it, but she doesn't, and she is so fine. She's so sexy. She's got so much soul going on, I can't even begin to explain it. And that's what we do. We think, man, I, 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 I think that this is the thought process in that, is that everybody can be a Christian, but not everybody is born beautiful. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and just go that way. And I, I feel like, you know, maybe one day I'll be able to get her into church and maybe one day I'll be able to get him into church and we're going we're gonna to serve God together and we're going to raise our kids in that way and that's the way. But just for now, this season in my life, I'm going to unfollow because we have everything in common. We like the same movies. We have the same friends. We like the same food. The only thing that we have missing in our life The only conflict in our life is Jesus. So if I just unfollow him, just for a little while, then we'll be happy and everything will be good. You know, um, growing up, I I had two rules when I was dating. I had two rules. Number one, they had to be willing to go out with me. Right in here? Number, Number two doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> they had to be willing to go out with me because it's it's weird if you know it's long distance dating you don't they don't know that you're dating you know we're in a long distance relationship we show up at the same places but they just don't know we're together so that's it doesn't work right you got you got to understand that number one they had to be willing to date number two they had to love jesus and let me tell you, I've been through this a lot. I, I, had, these, I had this thing. When, when Crystal and I, uh, I, she walked into a lumber yard, and she was the prettiest thing in the lumber yard. She's the prettiest thing in every room, but it wasn't hard to be, be the prettiest thing in the lumber yard, truthfully. <laughs> so she walked in. I thought, oh, my gosh. She's, I didn't know anything about her. I walked up, and I asked her out. So we go out on a date, and we're just talking. 
And she lays it all out there. Hey, I'm not following Jesus. I was a Christian, but I'm not following Jesus. And so I just said to her this. Listen, I think it's cool. My, the most important thing that you could ever do is get back in relationship with Jesus. And so I said, you're going to go to church. If you want to date me or if we, you want to even pursue a relationship with me, you have to be in church because Jesus is my foundation. Therefore, Jesus must be your foundation. And if that's not the way it is, that's cool. See you down the road. Find somebody else. That's all it is. But some reason, sometimes we make Jesus, eh, it's negotiable. I can unfollow him. It's no big deal. He loves me. He understands that I need a man. I was talking to Bear the other day, and uh, my son is nine years old, and we call him Bear. His real name's Ryland, but he, uh, I was talking to him, and he said, Brian, uh, Dad, I, I just want you to know, I think I, I found out what I need in a woman. I was like, all right, son, you're, you're ahead of the curve, but that's good. I, I mean, I didn't know, and I said, uh, okay, well, what is it? He said, number one, she has to love Jesus. And I said, that's good preaching, son. Come on. You better preach that. Number two, she's got to love Texas A&M. And I said, gig them. It's the way it works. Amen. Number three, she has to sleep with a box fan. <laughs> and I think he said, that's about, that about sums it up. I think that'll do it. Said, all right. Hey, us box fan sleepers are passionate bunch of people. I'll say this, you the people that sleep in absolute silence, you creep me out a little. Okay? How do you do it? I mean, it, it just creeps me out. You just lay there in complete and total silence. I don't understand it. I don't know how you do it. I want it to sound like a hurricane in my room. Like just like there's a there's a space shuttle blasting off whenever I want, you know they try to make these box fans quiet now I'm like no I want the loudest box fan you can possibly buy like I just want it to be loud because Bear was talking and uh, we our kids are going to Dry Gulch and Dry Gulch that we were looking through the rules and they do not allow box fans. So that you can't bring a box fan, which he was bummed about. But they also don't allow electronics. So Because we have an app on our phone where you can put on headphones and you can hear the box fan, right? Because that's how passionate we are about box fans. And they don't allow electronics. So he's like, you know, I think Dry Gulch is cool and everything, but I'm not sure I'm going to go. Because I can't have a box fan. I can't have electronics to hear a box fan. And I don't want to not sleep for a week. So the thing is, is relationships change And our status changed, so therefore, we're asked the question of, are you going to unfollow too? Number three is we fall on hard times. You know, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, Brian, and it seems like I've asked God to intervene and he's not doing anything. I've asked him to show up in my life. I've asked him to show up in this situation 
And when I cry out to God, he's completely mute. He's not answering me. He's not doing what I want him to do. He's not, he's not intervening at all. The situation is not do, getting any better. Actually, it's getting worse. And I'm wondering, is, is God even there? Does he not realize that I'm broke? And the bank just sent me another foreclosure notice? That they're going to foreclose on my house and I need him to show up in my life and I need him to intervene and I've asked him to show up and he's not doing anything. Does he not realize that I'm sick in my body and the doctor's report is not good? I'm not doing better. I'm actually getting worse. Does he not realize? The Bible says that he's still a healer, but he's not healing me. What's going on? Does he not realize that my marriage is falling apart and I've asked God to show up and do something in my marriage and he's not doing anything? In fact, my husband just asked me for a divorce. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do as a follower. I'm reading my Bible. I'm going to small group. I'm going to church. I'm praying. I even listen to worship music in the car. Instead of Justin Bieber. that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. And God is doing nothing that he's supposed to do. And hard times begin to hit us. And we ask this question. Are you going to leave too? See the thing is. Is that I get asked this question a lot. Why do bad things happen to good people? Can I tell you something? Bad things happen to everybody. The Bible says that it, it, uh, it rains on the just and the unjust. That we live in a fallen world and that's just the way it is. And I'm telling you that hard times will come. Hard times will happen. Well, you need to be a little more positive. I'm positive. Hard times will happen in your life. That's just the way it is, folks. And I wish I could say, no, once you become a Christian, everything is flowers and daisies and everything's good. But the thing is, is that it's not always going to be that way. Sometimes hard things happen. Sometimes storms come your way. And sometimes we're in the middle of that and we're facing that. We ask ourselves the question, why? Why am I following Jesus if my life is just like everybody else's? Isaiah 41.10 says this, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will withhold you with my righteous right hand. And I tell you, friends, in your life, you're going to go through transitions. You're going to go through different relationships, and you're going to go through some trouble. And in the middle of that, you're going to ask yourself the question. Or the question is going to be asked of you, are you going to unfollow? Or are you going to keep following? And I think to help you in your decision, now this, you might not be in that situation, and you and Jesus, we're cool, we got everything going, I'm, I'm happy, but just follow this for another day. If when in that, during that transition, or during that trouble, or during that temptation to unfollow, I love what Peter asked, he asked two questions in verse 68 and 69, he says this, And I think you should ask this before you choose to unfollow. 
before you walk away, before you say I'm done, you need to ask yourself this, these questions that Peter asked. He said this, if not Jesus, then who? And if not Christianity, then what? If not Jesus, then who? And if not Christianity, then what? Because Peter knew this, that if I unfollow you, then who am I going to go to? Because when you unfollow one thing, you're going to follow something else. And Peter's sitting here going, listen, if I don't follow you, what else am I going to go to? If I'm not a Christian, then what else am I going to do? There is nothing else that can make an internal impact. There's nothing else that has changed me more than following Jesus. Who am I going to go to? You have the words of life. And if you don't know the answer to those two questions, stop and just keep following. If not Jesus, then who? If not Christianity, then what? You know, I've been a Christian for 30 years. I was raised in church. My dad's a pastor. When I turned 18, my dad kind of pulled me over to the side and he said, son, taking you to church all your life you know what I believe but now you have to make a decision are you going to follow because I can't make that decision for you I know you're a Christian but you have to make a decision are you going to continue to follow Jesus are you going to continue to put one foot in front of the other are you going to continue to daily wake up and say, you know what, today I'm going to follow Jesus? Because he knew that there was times that were coming that would be transition. There was times that were coming that would be a girl who didn't think the same way that I did. He knew that there was times that were coming that were going to be hard. That were going to be difficult. And the question remained, you have to follow Jesus. You have to make a decision to follow Jesus. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thechurchrc. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com.